Welcome back to On the Ground. It has been some time, so I'm going to reintroduce everybody. I'm here with Alex Klusterman, Rylan Auger, our resident audio technician wizard, Malachi McCavney. Uh, my name is Ben. I am here as myself today. <laughs> um, guys, it struck me uh, that not only is our ambition in this podcast to kind of... Um, Put theology on the ground uh, for the average Christian, but that we are actually on the ground as we are recording. I mean, we're not suspended six inches in the air. We're not, uh, you know, in a flake cabin <laughs> six thousand feet in the air. We're on terra firma. We're actually on the ground because that's the kind of people we are. Hey, right? we, we called, don't float around. Is terra firma Latin for on the ground, Rylan? <laughs> I think it's like because that's a way ground. cooler <laughs> podcast name. Can we just? Can we just? Terra firm. Think about we, that we'll one? have to think about that. Okay. Listeners, send in your votes. I think on the ground is good. Okay. I actually Fair use enough. that expression tons yeah, since we started this. All right. Well, um, we actually have a title for today's podcast, uh, courtesy of Mr. Klusterman. It's called Self-Forgetfulness in a Selfie Age. Mm-hmm. I think that's pretty clever. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ryland, this is kind of more your zone. Do you want to kind of define for us like what a selfie is? Maybe. I know you're you're kind of in that. Yeah. yeah. I w- what do you mean by that? <laughs> um, There's not that much of an age gap between us. No, we just, I just Can we just do a show of radio hands? Who's actually take Have you taken a selfie? Does it include oh. with other people? Like, yeah, I was going to say I've only only if it includes my children. I think. Yeah. Like, yeah. If you're talking about the uh, the app on my phone camera that allows me to take photos directly towards myself yeah. as opposed to Edwards, yes, I have used that function. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Alex, um, have you? Yeah, I have. Okay. Just just so we could be honest. <laughs> yeah. But I, I think I've only done it with my kids. And like if I'm out somewhere, I'll send Rebecca a picture right. kind of thing. That, that's my wife, by the way. And but that's it. Like I it's a good clarification. And, and every time with my kids, it's more like I'm looking at my kids, but it feels weird. Okay, so we're gonna define selfie as specifically taking a picture of yourself yes. for the purpose mm-hmm. of sharing it with friends, family, and people who couldn't care less. Yes. <laughs> um, sure. Malika, I'm gonna go on a limb and say you don't take many selfies. Do you no. take? No. I have sometimes. Okay. All right. All right, um, guys. He said no in case anyone. Could yeah, yeah, yeah. That. Sorry, yeah. <laughs> um, how have we arrived at a place um, in society where the term "selfie" is is actually a term where you can say it and people will understand what you mean? Mm-hmm. Um, what what kind of conditions have have led us to this place? Mm-hmm. So many things. Yeah. <laughs> well. A very simple one is probably technology allows for it. I mean, it's hard to take a selfie yeah. with a, like a camera they used 100 years ago. Yeah. Um, I mean, self, yeah. self-portraits were kind of a thing. Uh, as in artists, I mean, I think, um, doesn't Rembrandt have a few self... Oh, that's true. Yeah. That's what I mean. So it's not... For selfie. There, there's... People have depicted themselves... Um, but it's obviously a lot more difficult to do. Mm. It can't be as prevalent when you when you don't have a camera on your phone. 
Mm-hmm. So the actual selfie thing became big with phone cameras. Mm-hmm. I mean, people did. I I mean, I remember. But you remember when cameras, like point and shoot cameras, like they were getting smaller and smaller and smaller and smaller. That was kind of the trend. And so you could actually, you know, hold you're out with your thing, friends. Yeah. You could take like a selfie, but it's awkward. And it's like everyone getting a picture, and it takes like tw- twenty seconds to. But the selfie, as we know it, probably that corresponds with the technology. Um, but I think that the technology has only given an avenue for what culturally and you know ideologically has changed as well. Mm-hmm. In other words, I don't know if we had the same capability a hundred years ago if the selfie would have been as dominant. I don't think technology is the underlying factor. Just no, I don't think possible. so. It's it's a particular medium that lends itself well to yeah. yeah. And I wonder age. if the technology has followed the the ideology that is underlying it. You has know? that kind of driven yeah. it forward? Yeah, yeah. Technology, the selfie been, stick. Technology and cameras have been improving because we just want better and better things. But the actual the idea, yeah, the idea of the selfie stick and the the fact that your phone has two directions for the camera as opposed to just. Uh, a camera one way that you turn around backwards and take a picture of yourself. Mm-hmm. Like it actually has something. That seems like that's something because of a fundamental view we have of self yeah. that we've added those things. Yeah. We've actually sought to make technology yeah. to suit our ideologies. So I think broad strokes, um, the broad strokes thing that's going on is just a human thing. And that is that is a kind of a moral inversion in the world where the self becomes the center, whereas yeah. instead of God being the center. And that's, you know, that's since Adam and the fall of our kind, you know, that's been the case. Romans 1 tells us it's the moral inversion is instead of worshiping the creator, we worship the creature. And functionally, that means the creature becomes the center. And, and it says that we worship images. So I I don't think it's a coincidence that images and idolatry are closely related. As we reject the invisible God who speaks by his word to be received with faith, as we reject that God, we turn to images and pictures and um, what ought to be a reflection of the invisible God. um, And we worship that instead. So I think... The selfie age is an is it's no coincidence that it's an age that has rejected the, the true God, the mm-hmm. true and living God, the transcendent God. And what are you left with? Well, you are left with ourselves as the center of the universe. And the selfie is almost it, it um, as a parable. The word it's almost a, an embodiment. The selfie is a kind of embodiment of our view of reality as a culture. And, um, I mean, I, I took two years off of Facebook and I went back and I was telling my wife last night, <clears throat> I, I don't even know what to post because I've stopped thinking that way, thinking about when things happen during my day or I have a thought or I'm doing some writing, oh, I need to put that on Facebook. Mm. And that's been one of the best things about stepping away. It's just not in my consciousness. But being back on, seeing people's constant need to promote themselves to even to be known. So one thing I was thinking about is it's like you take a picture of yourself and you post a status of what you're doing and where you are and what you experience because without God, you feel as though no one else saw this. 
right? When you don't have an intimacy with, with God who's there and present and knows you and sees you, you're constantly needing people to know you and to see you, constantly. I mean, I, yeah, I'll just And when the social it. constructs are broken down as well. Like, we don't know, yeah. nobody knows us, yeah. really. Exactly, yeah. It's that's kind of a pseudo well. um, intimacy. In a selfie age, with constant updates and constant self-promotion, people are so isolated and alone. Mm -hmm. You'd yeah. think it would be the opposite. Yeah. I think it's helpful to add there too. Like Alex is, I think you're getting at the aspect of that's really been around since the fall. This has always been a problem. The idea that when you reject God, you turn inward, you make a God of yourself. Mm -hmm. But there, there's, there's probably a particular, the fact that we can say the selfie age, that this is an age that is different than all other ages. Like that problem has always existed mm -hmm. since the fall. But now we live in an age that's characterized by it and expressed through things like selfies. Yeah. Uh, like you said, it's the embodiment of the idea. But I think that partly comes because we also have so much more of an emphasis on the individual as opposed to even just the yeah. idea of collectively as yeah. humans. That, that um, past societies, and I, I, I would venture to say this comes like pre-enlightenment you know, skepticism, like Descartes kind of. I think, therefore I am mm -hmm. kind of thing. Um, but people in those societies tend to think um, my, my identity is wrapped up in which community I am, am I part yeah. of. Whereas we think, we think solely in, or, or at least much more highly in terms of individualism. That's yeah. just the way we think. You know, it's not so much which community am I a part of, but which community am I a part of? What have I chosen to identify? Which group have I chosen to identify myself with? Yeah. And so we live more in that, like a, a an extreme version of what is the ultimate problem that you're you're saying starts with the rejection of God. Keller, uh, Tim Keller wrote a book called The Freedom of Self-Forgetfulness. Mm -hmm. And in there he says, the natural condition of the human ego uh, is empty, painful, busy, and fragile. Mm -hmm. And I think we're, we find ourselves at a particular uh, cultural juncture, which has kind of emphasized and brought all of that mm. um, emptiness to the surface in a, a very tangible way. And, there, and there's almost a, a fear in a selfie culture, in a Facebook culture, in a Twitter culture of being left behind. Yeah. Um, you know, if I don't make my mark, if I don't... You know, um, uh, get ahead and 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 make an impact and get the likes mm -hmm. that I'm going to get left behind. It's almost become the pinnacle of uh, existence, right? That I'm that I have all these followers and I am yeah. noticed and affirmed. Yeah. And it's just there's this kind of painful emptiness that's driving these kind of yeah. things. It's it's rather than finding your identity in God and what He says we are, who He says we are. It's seeking to forge our own. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's creating an image of who we are rather than receiving and living within the limits of the image that God's given mm -hmm. us. Mm -hmm. And yeah, that's it. It's almost like the selfie is a vain and ultimately failed attempt to accomplish what you can only get with God. The um, ability to be known, the, uh, the purpose that comes with it, uh, the meaning to our lives, these kinds of things. Um, it's like it doesn't deliver on what it promises. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? 
And there's a part truth in there. There's, 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 as with all idolatry and deception, there's, there are desires that are not wrong, mm-hmm. but they are not meant to be terminated on ourselves. Right. And, and maybe that's why it's helpful that, you know, the, it's not that technology is a problem, but it, it sort of has cut the strings and let us run down that road so that we're, we just think if we run a little farther, then it will set us yeah. past. If we go a little farther, then it will find what we're looking for. A few more social media platforms, a few more technologies to make you know, the focus on me easier, and we'll finally get there. But, yeah. it, but it, what we need to do is do a sharp 180 and head back the other way. Right. Yeah. That's a good segue. Uh, I think we can all acknowledge, uh, as, as far as prescriptively, uh, it, we live in an age kind of, of, of especially characterized by this, um, this selfism, I guess we could call it. Um, as Christians, we, we live in this culture. Uh, we are not to have our minds shaped by the priorities of culture, but actually to have our minds renewed um, according to the image of Christ and, and as the Word defines us. Yeah. Um, how what is what is the christian biblical view of self yeah uh, how do, how are we unto, to understand the the yeah. place of self yeah so a, a few texts i can think of one is just jesus telling his disciples whoever tries to keep his life will lose it mm-hmm. but whoever loses his life for my mm-hmm. sake will find it and trying to promote yourself and keep yourself and um create yourself, ultimately you lose yourself. But when we actually forget about ourselves and forget about our interests and forget about our rights and our self-promotion and all of these things for the sake of others and their service and the glory of God, we actually, we actually find ourselves. And, and that's why, as we said before, I mean, the selfie social media age, it's not as though people are happier. No. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. patently they are not happier. <laughs> Um, despite what the image is projected. So um, the Christian says not that our self, not that self in general is wrong, but the sin, there's a sinful self, mm-hmm. and the sinful self doesn't need to live and needs to actually die. So in the Bible, you know, several scriptures, Galatians 2.20, Paul says, I've been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. And the life I live now in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself to, for me. In Romans 6, 6, we know that our old self was crucified in order that the body of sin might be brought to nothing so we would no longer be enslaved to sin. Why, he also says, so that we might live to God. So the sinful, selfish, self-focused, selfie self has to die. And when that happens, and it can only happen in union with Jesus, it can only happen through faith in him. But when that sinful self dies, the selfie self, we actually find ourselves mm-hmm. and who we were created to be. And so... Yeah, we weren't made to be the center of the universe. No. And when, when something um, does what it isn't designed to do, then it, it breaks and we, and we see the brokenness yes. happening. Yes, yes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's it's important to recognize that the question of who I who am I is not a bad question. The the problem is the way we're trying to answer it, which is what you're saying, and that and that when we're answering it in the the selfie, sinful, self focused way, as opposed to saying, 
um, which I think maybe we'll, we'll touch on more as we develop what does it mean to be self-forgetful, is the idea of that we're actually created to think about others. Yes. And that is who we are. That's our that true is, self. That, yeah, mm. that is who I am. Mm. Um, and, and so the question itself is actually valid. And, and so people... You know, there's a way we could talk about this where people might shut down and not want to hear what we have to say because it's like, oh, they don't, they don't care about finding your identity. But that's not it at all. What we're trying to say is the question is valid. The answer that our age gives is flawed, hugely yeah. flawed. Mm-hmm. And it, it's destroying lives, like you said. Mm-hmm. It's, no one is happier because of the focus they put on themselves. You yeah. know, s- self-care would be another thing. We yeah, could yeah, yeah. This is another kind of language of like just the inward focus, not just the social media presence, but even just the way my life is run is yeah. all around me time, yeah. you know, but we're just, that doesn't help anything. I was thinking of uh, Romans 12 verse three, um, for by the grace of God given to me, this is Paul talking, I say to everyone among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, mm-hmm. but to think with sober judgment, mm-hmm. each according to the measure of faith that God has assigned. So, um, Ryland, kind of uh, piggybacking on what you're saying, um, the the uniqueness of what Christ accomplishes in, in transformation in our hearts is the ability to see ourselves with sober judgment. Yeah, mm-hmm. and you can't do that when you're enslaved to sin. No, um, yeah. there, you you actually can't see yourself from no. the right perspective. And so having a sober mind allows you not to completely ignore the self. I think a, a measure of self awareness and and, and thought to kind of self is, is healthy, um, but you're able to do that within the right framework. Yeah. Uh, you're, mm. you, the kind of the solar system has, has changed. You are no longer the center mm. um, with everything spinning around you. You're at the edge and so able to see yourself in a yeah. more... Um, it's interesting that, this, that the selfie is actually... It can be a way of... of presenting yourself in a false light, which is the opposite of being sober-minded. So when you take a picture and you capture a moment in its ideal form, it's always only one, partial. So it's just it's just a partial reality. So, you know, the mom who, the classic Instagram picture, it's like, I got my cup of tea and my book and, you know, the weather's amazing. and Yeah, the children are building like architectural <laughs> drawings. Yeah, it, it, it's like... That's that's actually not your reality. Yeah. Mm. And if we were to scroll through your Facebook page, your Instagram page, does this reflect your life? And um, almost certainly it wouldn't reflect mm. your life. Because yeah. one, a picture can't, the medium can't. And two, we actually use it to not reflect our life. And so it's the opposite of that text. Yeah. You know, it's 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 the opposite of thinking about yourself soberly. And, and Christians, we're, we're actually, most of all, to deal in reality. Mm-hmm. Like, that is what Christ has set us free so we would see things as they really are. Like, um, he's given us new eyes, right, to see the truth. Like, yeah. I am the truth, Jesus says. So living in a, in a, a mar- uh, sort of condensed view of reality or a, or a particular, you know, this is the view of reality I've created is not not living in what in accordance with what Christ has intended for us. And maybe I'm jumping ahead here, but even no, just okay, the idea yeah. even just the idea that um, that you show only the good things and not the bad things. It's like one of the ways that that God shows through the most in our life is by is is in the moments of the most disastrous self-effacing moments of our lives. And that doesn't translate well to No. 
yeah. Facebook or Twitter. No, it doesn't. Hey, I just had a disaster <laughs> this morning, guys. Like, look at it. Like, someone's bleeding over there, and I'm crying in the corner. Yeah, it just mm. doesn't. Yeah, or like, I screwed up in all these ways, yeah. and it's not good yet, yeah. you know? Yeah. Like, mm. yeah. And I think the antidote to that, I know we're coming back to this, but is is meaningful membership in a local church where it's not the image you project and it's not um, dealing relationally with people according to your uh, you know boundaries and limits or whatever it's it's actually saying I because we don't know ourselves mm-hmm. right that's part of part of how you get over being selfish is you have to humble yourself and acknowledge I can't know myself fully God knows me and I need other people to mm-hmm. even know myself. You don't need to read more books about yourself. You don't need to go inward and meditate by yourself. Those are all good and can be helpful things. Mm-hmm. But ultimately, we need others. One, so we have to actually love and serve and give and die. And when we are confronted with our inability and our lack of desire to actually do that, that's what's real. That's what's going on in the heart. And also that people can encourage us and build us up and see gifts and and good things that we might not otherwise see. Yeah. It's, we are fundamentally needy people in mm-hmm. the sense that we're created and God created us to be dependent on him and on one another, actually. And it's to be like, say, you know, um, I focus on myself or I don't need all these other people as long as I think, you know, a certain view of myself or whatever it might be. Mm-hmm. Um is not fulfilling our created purpose. And that's partly why it's not satisfying. So w- with what you're saying with membership, it, it ties in because just like Paul says, how can the eye say to the hand, I have no need of you? Mm-hmm. Because you actually do need them. Mm-hmm. We're fundamentally needy. And the reason that membership is so important is because it's a constant and continual reminder as we um, engage with other believers of our neediness and the dependence and the beautiful picture that community is when it's not self-focused, but actually other-focused. Mm-hmm. Paul says, I think one of the clearest texts about self-forgetfulness in Philippians, when he's yeah. talking about Christ in chapter 2, and he says, yeah. do nothing from selfish ambition or conceit, but in humility count others more significant than yourselves. Mm-hmm. Let each of you look not only to his own interests, but also to the interests of others. Have this mind among yourselves. And he, ultimately, he roots this in the self-giving life and death of Jesus Christ, who became his servant, who set aside who he was. Though he was in the form of God, he did not count equality with God something to be grasped. And so the selfie age is, is a desire to actually keep self at the top, to think highly of ourselves, to keep us at the center. But the Christian life is a constant killing of that desire and a constant seeking to serve others. And not only to serve, but he actually consider them as more significant. Right, like think of them as more important mm-hmm. than than you, and you just can't you just can't have an Instagram page full of you and be also a person who thinks of others more highly than you. Mm-hmm. It's just totally incongruent. I want to read um, a quote from again uh, Keller's book um, on this kind of line of thought. He's talking about. <clears throat> what self-forgetfulness looks like on the ground Mm -hmm. and in in a crowd. Um, He says, um, if we were to meet a a truly humble person, we would never come away from meeting them thinking they were humble. Yeah. They would not be always telling us that they were a nobody 
because a person who keeps saying that they are a nobody is actually a self-obsessed person. Yeah. The thing we would remember from meeting a truly gospel-humble, self-forgetful person is how much they seem to be totally interested in us. Yeah. Gospel humility is not needing to think about myself, uh, not needing to connect things with myself. Yeah. It is an end to thoughts such as, I'm in this room with these people, does that make me look good? Yeah. Do I want to be here? True gospel humility means I stop connecting every experience, every conversation with myself. Yeah. In fact, I stop thinking about myself. That leads to the freedom and blessed self uh, rest of self-forgetfulness. Yeah. And, so we, need and a, we need a mic drop there. <laughs> yeah, and self-forgetfulness is not uh, kind of self-deprecation. Uh, it is actually it's actually the character of being able to leave off measuring yourself completely and enter the, the total interest of another person. Yeah. You know, it's not scanning conversations for an opportunity to divert to something about you. It's, it, and, that, and that is, as a freedom, he calls it the, the, the blessed rest of self-forgetfulness. Yeah, and it's something you can't fake. It's no. not just a matter of etiquette. No, it's like you, no, no, no. How you become the kind of person who doesn't think about yourself, mm-hmm. and only Christ can can make that person die mm-hmm. and can raise us to new life where we are self-forgetful. That's just so practical. I mean, we could have just read Tim Keller. For the book. <laughs> it's, a great, it's a small book. It's, it's a, a great book. That's yeah. an excellent quote, though. I've heard that one before. Mm. And it's, it's very pointed and clear and practical. Um, what were you just saying there, Alex? You were saying um, about how Christ can do it. He's the only one that can do it. Um, yeah, it's important because everybody thinks about themselves, every single person. And it's, it's actually, it takes a work of God to be able to think about other people. And that's important. It's like, you're not, there can be a way of thinking about, um, you know, going back to that phrase, like me time, as if nobody's doing that. There's a, there's this idea that's, that's kind of passed around it as if we all need to stop and think about ourselves a little more as if we haven't (laughs) been doing that, which is, which is, Part of the deceit of pride and arrogance yeah. is it's it's a yeah conceit is that you're you're blind to the reality of how much you actually do think about yourself, mm-hmm. and we we need to recognize that that's an enslavement. Yeah, to be to be always thinking like oh um, how can I make sure I'm doing okay? Um, not saying that these aren't important things. That it is good to be wary of not. Um, um, pouring ourselves out, but we are all way more likely to be on the end of yeah. And it's of just such a self-defeating yeah. cycle. You're just speaking into the void. Like yeah. the, you actually need light from the outside, light from the word and light. I like what you, how you brought up church membership, Al, mm-hmm. because that is, that is how self-forgetfulness works its mm-hmm. way out. Um, mm-hmm. You know, you, you can't talk about, I mean, the, the, the New Testament is just dripping with um, loving the brothers uh, and sisters and, and giving yourself for one another. You can't do that to an ethereal church, universal church somewhere. The only way that happens is in a concrete, identifiable uh, group of Christians who you can actually serve and, and forget about yourself among. Mm-hmm. And th- it's interesting to note that um, Paul is, or any of the New Testament writers, the letters they write to the church are often in the plural form. Like, y- you, you know, y- uh, you were dead in your transgressions. By grace, you have been saved. You know, these are all plural commands to multiple people. Um, rarely is the New Testament actually writing specifically to individuals. It doesn't exclude 
that these commands fall upon individuals um, and these expressions of what Christ has done uh, fall upon individuals. But it, it has to make us immediately think outside of ourselves to say there's more than one person being involved here. There's more than one person. And even the idea of when Paul talks about, you know, God will bring to completion the work he began in you. That's a plural statement. He's talking to multiple people. The work that God begins in the group, not just in the, in the individual person. That's an important thing to think about, is that the, the fundamental view of the New Testament is that you're part of a group of more than one mm. person. Mm. Yeah. And would it be funny if we posted a selfie to the website for this episode? <laughs> uh, I think no. It would, it would give that kind of ironic bent that we're looking for. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And we just for this one, just to just to mark our pretentiousness, we could call it by that Latin name. <laughs> Take a selfie. Living out terra firma with the boys. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. That's super helpful, though. It's, it's, it's just you forget about yourself. You don't talk about yourself. You're not thinking about yourself. You don't relate everything everyone says to yourself. You don't. That made me think about this yeah, time. Yeah. I, it's oh, like, yeah. well, they're <laughs> the ones talking to you, you know, and that's an indictment on me for sure. <laughs> At the yeah. risk of being a, I think like I've brought this uh, scripture up several times in various <laughs> conversations, but um, like, do you just know one verse? <laughs> yeah, just one. This is the one I have. <laughs> but uh, what, like, the idea of Jesus saying, you know, our Lord, or Paul says, our Lord says, it's better to give than to receive. Yeah. I just find that such a helpful and widely applicable scripture. The selfie age says it's better to receive than to yes. give. Yes. And if yeah. I give, I'm going to lose myself. Yeah. It's like, no. And it's just no. not the case. And and I just love that. It's it's better. It's more blessed. Like this is, w- happiness actually exists in the, the, the giving away of self. Yeah. Yeah, um, Piper has that helpful definition of love where he says love is is having so much enjoyment of God that at any cost to yourself, you'll share it with other people. Uh, I just think that's a really great way of thinking about love, that it's it's self-sacrificing because of the joy we have in God wanting other people to share in it. So we will never have selfie sticks at our church. <laughs> that should be a policy. Yeah. I feel a bit of shame whenever I see someone else using one. <laughs> yeah, it, it's it's kind of Jesus talks about the sadness of investing in earthly treasure. Mm-hmm. It's a shrunken, wizened, temporal reward. But when we're we're getting the likes, we're getting the the notice. But there's a guys. I forget the verse. You humble yourself. Your humble yourself under the mighty hand of God. He yeah. will exalt you in due time. Yeah. How much we, we we have this this crushing fear that you know we're going to be overlooked and forgotten, and yet we have a father who knows the hairs mm-hmm. in our heads mm-hmm. yeah. and and is going to receive us into yeah. his kingdom with celebration and fanfare. We're going to eat at his table, and it won't be about us. It'll we be don't need about to remind him of it. Yeah, it'll yeah. be about the lamb and 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 worship, and and that will be the finding of our true selves. We never have to worry that we're somehow going to get overlooked or, yeah. or forgotten i mean yeah you know, how much better like to be actually known psalm 139 yeah. the hairs on our head the steps we take the words mm-hmm. we're going to say where can i go and you are not there exactly mm-hmm. like it's kind of an encouragement to the christians out there maybe just working day in day out and and maybe don't have a facebook and you feel kind of like you're getting left behind in this in this world it's like well if you're a christian then you are known far better than you could be known on any yeah. social media platform. Yeah. It's like sink known your in teeth truth. into the feast of what it means to be found in Christ. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. 
And I would actually say even just for the un, for the, any unbelievers, like I don't think we have any non-Christians who listen to this podcast. Knows, but, yeah, yeah. but it, you know, it's actually, it's not just a for believers thing. It actually is like everyone who's been created by God was created for the purpose of, of being found in Christ. Yeah. Um, not, not in a, not in the sense of what we, you know, I don't want to get too much into like who, who is Christ and who's not, but the, just the idea of we were created for God and you're not going to be satisfied if you aren't found in God, in, period. Jesus talks about those who seek the praise of men will receive their reward. Yeah. They have received their mm, reward. Yeah, here. And it's like a sad and shallow thing when you do something for the likes and the follows and the comments and then you get them. Yeah. And that's it. That's it. And that's why you have to do it again. Yeah. yeah. And it's just that that is Jesus' teaching lived mm-hmm. out. Mm-hmm. Whereas when we can be known by God and delighted Him by Him and known perfectly, like know that's the amazing thing about the gospels. He knows all the wretched, selfish, evil parts of us mm-hmm. and the good gifts that He's given us. He just knows us better than we could ever know ourselves, better than anyone will ever know us. And yet in Christ and through his death and resurrection, he loves us fully, unreservedly. Like, that's just, why would you throw that away for a couple likes, mm-hmm. even a billion likes? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's it's worthless. Yeah. And mm-hmm. it, it's a it's a valid or struggle that people face trying to figure out what their identity is. Like, it is a question that we were created to ask, who am I? But it's like our encouragement, to, and I think we're getting at is, don't don't seek your identity in a self-chosen what who can I be? What can I decide for myself? It's like that's so anxiety increasing and inducing. It's like rest in who God has made you to be mm. and and what and the the promise that Christ makes us new and and exactly as you're saying that there's a greater reward for being found in Christ than to seek the the praise of man here. Mm. It's just so much better. Yeah. Well, guys, I think that's that's been really helpful and encouraging, and that, I think that's a good note. Did you have anything you want to leave off about? I think that's a good a good thing to remember, and um, I hope that's uh, we hope that's been encouraging to everyone listening. Uh, we will endeavor to um, be here next week. Yeah, next year sometime. <laughs> uh, our our hearts are in the right place. <laughs> um, <laughs> thanks for joining us. We'll see you next time.